Support for the Good Guys Talk Back podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Guys, we all know it's important to keep ourselves nice, neat, and groomed. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels to make that happen. And ladies, come on. If you want your man to be looking good from top to bottom, Manscaped is where you need to go. Manscaped obsesses over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and we have an exclusive offer for our fans. 20% off plus free shipping with the code GGTB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code GGTB. TB. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast for the love of the Sox. Hosted by Nick Borowski and Pat Hester. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 89. It's the season preview, this 2021 White Sox season that we've all been waiting for. I am Nick Murawski, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. We are a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast, recording just blocks from Sox Park in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, Find us everywhere you find podcasts, especially on the shycitysports.com website. Check out all the Chicago content there. And there are Good Guys Talk Back t-shirts. Find those, buy those, wear them. Looking forward to seeing some of those out in the wild this season. Pat Hester, hello, sir. Baseball Nick, is here. Nick, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break some news for you right now. Oh, boy. Um, I've got a weight problem. Mm. I cannot <laughs> wait for this season to get started oh, in uh, devil. 24 devil. and a half hours as we, mm. as we record mm. uh, the, on, on mm-hmm. Stocksmith Eve, if you will. Oh, I like I like that. I like that. That would be a fun, fun shirt. There's some folks uh, on Twitter that make shirts. We have to get uh, to them and they maybe they can make one of those. Nice. Uh, that's uh, that sounds very fun. Uh, DM them. Would you? Yeah, DM them? I will. I'm all over that. Um, thank you uh, folks so much for being with us. This is uh, uh, the start of our third season or th- covering our third season here for good guys talk back. And uh, thank you for passing this uh, podcast along and, and uh, coming along on this journey with us. Uh, Pat, the uh, spring training uh, wrapped up uh, with a 12-12 and a handful of ties. Um, You know, a long way from where they started record-wise, if that matters, uh, but it was really the performance of a couple guys that caught my attention. I know it did for you as well. Yeah, Nick. I mean, we we got a little bit uh, antsy and anxious when they – Yeah, well, sure. Started in the fashion they did, similar to what we thought uh, what happened last year when they actually started the regular season. Oh man, we were talking yeah. about fast starts and don't let them yeah. you know, <laughs> get going. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, was a, it was a one and four start, if I'm not uh-huh. mistaken, and uh, we wanted to jump out buildings, but sure. you know, we're in a we're we started to feel a little bit that angst, I think, in spring training, but you know, it all's well that uh, that ends well. It's yeah. like your sister 12 and 12 mm. and, and games that don't count. 
yeah. and some ties in there. You couldn't yeah. even get you couldn't get more even Steven than yeah, that's that. That's true. A good but, point. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean impressive overall by the starting staff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a, a sub two and a half ERA, I believe, for the spring for, yeah. for the five guys that we're gonna run out there on an everyday basis. You've got guys in the bullpen that are there to lock it down. And 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 you got Liam Hendricks, you know, showing an emotion and, and oh man, games and, exciting and, and walking around the mound like a peacock. I love it. And yeah, it's an exciting. <laughs> it's an exciting time, and it's exciting because Nick, these these games from a starting pitching perspective can be really short. You know, mm-hmm. these can be five inning games for the for the for the starting staff, and you turn it over the bullpen, mm-hmm. and you're in good shape. So. Yeah, uh, we'll talk more about ways that this team can win, how many wins they're going to get this year and all down the line. But mm-hmm. I got to say, I mean, uh, and you know me, I, I'd rather talk more about the offense, but mm. I I am I am wildly impressed by what I saw in, in spring. Uh, how, how can you not? Uh, and a guy you and I, you know, have talked about uh, over the years, uh, specifically uh uh, last year and some disappointment and uh, is Dylan Cease. Uh, you know, we'll get to Rodon in a second, but Dylan Cease finished up uh, spring training and uh, lights out. I mean, he looks like a different guy, uh, confident in his second stuff, uh, hitting spots, getting ahead, not walking. I mean, his velocity is there. He seems confident. You know, again, the the low hanging fruit is is Ethan Katz, right? And 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 me and I, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't give credit to to a pitching coach. You have to, you know, they certainly are going to get the faults, so they should get the successes. Uh, but it's you know, Cease has been putting work in, and you know, he's having conversations with other guys that have struggled over the years that have righted themselves, and he's got one in the locker room. Uh, Lucas Giolito that he can talk to. We, we've covered on that, but he looks like a different guy. And what, I mean, is there anything specific that you, that stands out to you or that you might have seen with Cease, um, you know, that further uh, kind of cements that? I think it's his command. Nick. Yeah. I mean, oh, he, yeah. He, he's not, at least in a small, again, it's spring. So mm-hmm. uh, things can change very quickly as we enter in the regular season tomorrow. But you look at just a, a, a small sample size in, in yesterday, five and a third, no walks and 11 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. So he is mm-hmm. around the strike zone yeah. and he's not throwing a ton of pitches to get those strikeouts yeah. either. So yeah. he's pitching to contact. He gave up uh, six hits, which is not a big deal, but six hits. And, and, and the one run he gave up was a home run. He's going to give up a home run here or there because yeah. he's such a power pitcher. He throws hard once in a while. It's going to happen. But if you have nobody on base, because well, right. control, he- and you're not walking yeah. the world. I mean, that's bingo. That to it, me, I, I could. Everybody's gonna home runs are gonna happen in baseball this day and age, dead ball or not. You know, de- depending mm, on what MLB does. Yeah, teams are gonna hit home runs. It's gonna happen. So yeah, as long as there's solo shots, I can live with that. I, again, really excited to see his maturation process because all we've heard is the the glowing the glowing reports about how this guy's stuff is and this and that. It looks like he's now starting to piece it together. And and I, for one, am excited to see it because I still was a believer in him going into the season, you know, even before yeah. spring training. I think other yeah. people thought, well, it's Cease. You don't really know about four and five. I felt more confident, I guess, in Cease than other folks. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you listen to Stone over the last year or so and nothing but positive things. You know, he's got the stuff. He has the stuff. If Dylan sees could just figure it out, the control and the command, boy, is he going to be a force to, to be reckoned with. And uh, you're right. It, you know, a home run. Sure. Great. That's going to happen. It, it's avoiding the crooked numbers. And that happens when you put guys on, you hit a couple guys, you walk a couple guys, you don't have command and then you give up a big hit. You can't afford that. You can give up a big hit if there's nobody on base. And uh, the command, I agree with you, has been there. Um, so you've got Giolito, you've got Keuchel, you've got Lynn, you've got Cease. And uh, as we talked a little bit last week with Scott Merkin uh, and even James Fegan, uh, you got Rodon in the fifth spot, and it seems like a different Rodon. Boy, did he have a great spring. It's just the spring, but everything that he says, you know, again, he, he's almost like he's trying to will it into existence uh, through through talk, through, you know, quotes. And, you know, he's a competitor. You know, you know, the emotions were there last year when he just wasn't getting the results. Um is is Rodon here to stay? Uh, do you think Rodon uh, is a guy that we're going to see a majority of the year? Nick, I think what will be really telling is, uh, from his perspective, it's a mind shift uh, change from a number one guy mm-hmm. on a non-contending team to yeah. a number five guy on a contending team. Sure. So you're not as you're not the guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're you're also playing for something. So it'll be mm-hmm. the first time he's there. He's on a team that's going to be playing for something. Yeah. Uh, last year they were as well. But it'll be the first time really he'll be an important piece to a team playing for something. But he doesn't have to be the man on that team. He can just be a, a part of the supporting cast, mm-hmm. and, and that mm-hmm. might be a role that suits him better than being the guy. Yeah. So I like to see. I'd like to see how he reacts during the regular season. It seems to me like he's taken very well to that role so far, and he had to prove himself in spring training, and he won that job outright. There was no, there was no debate. There, yeah, there was yeah. no, there was no QB controversy throughout, you know, throughout <laughs> yeah. camp. It was yeah. pretty evident from the start who was getting that fifth stop. Uh, yeah. Fifth spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with, I agree with it. And boy, have I doubted Rodon. I really had, and I, and I couldn't believe they were bringing him back and, uh, Hey, the proof is there. The numbers are there. He deserves the shot. And uh, again, we've talked stamina with Rodon. You know, he hasn't logged a lot of innings at all through injury and through other issues over the last couple of years. He's never gone over 160 in his career. Um, I'm looking at it. You know, if you could get if he could go April, May, June, uh, you know, do you see Kopech maybe July ish, August coming into the rotation? It's like, hey, Rodon. Give us until the all-star break. And what he gives in a game, Pat, Rodon doesn't have to go six or seven. You know, not a lot of pitchers on the staff even have to, nor will they in the season because that's just how baseball is this day. But if Rodon can give you five solid and then you turn it over to an all-world bullpen, uh, you're in good shape. Yeah, I, I'm uh, again, I, the weight of the world isn't on his shoulders. He's not going to have to be the guy anymore. I don't expect him to throw... I mean, I, I don't, I really probably, I don't expect him to throw more innings than he's ever thrown in his career. I think they'll be, I think they'll manage him properly mm-hmm. given the fact that, you know, his injury history. And if, it, if they got to some point, whether it's Kopech or not to a six man rotation, just to, 
to kind of give guys a, a day off here or there, whatever, yeah. or a week off, you know, an extended uh, blow, if you will. I, I think that'll be the way that they do it. Just to it, it's piecemealing a whole year together. Nick is, mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. Gonna, it's an, an art, and yeah. all these guys are going from from a, a, a shortened season last year to a full 162. Yeah. Hopefully this yeah. year. So yeah. everybody's going to be, it, it, I think everything's going to be on the table in terms of how can we get everybody through the season as healthy as we can, uh, as productive as we can, and also have them performing at their best as we, as we're going into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the goal. The playoffs are the goal. We're going to get to the expectations, the records, the predictions in a little bit uh, in this uh, episode. Um, so we, we've got an idea of, of what a little bit of even what the lineup's going to look like, uh, you know, for tomorrow night in Anaheim when uh, opening day uh, arrives. Uh, but some surprising ins and outs uh, as Tony LaRusso made the final determinations. Um, since the last time we recorded, there's been some personnel issues. Uh, Jake Lamb comes onto the White Sox, kind of a journeyman, um, didn't find a home in the offseason, infielder, first base, third base, signs a contract, makes the team, is wearing Robin Ventura's number 23. Um, I, you know, Whatever I, they they need a utility guy, a proven utility guy. It doesn't sound like they were too too excited with what Danny Mendick was going to give them, and uh, Jake Lamb is going to be around. Um, the big the big surprise was Lacroix uh, letting letting Lacroix go, uh, telling him he, you know you're not going to make the opening day roster, and he asks for you know the team to release him. Shocked about that? Your Yerman in Lacroix out. Yeah, I um, it, it was it was a little bit of a shock to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Even though I felt kind of strong, it, it seemed like momentum had been building that Zach Collins was making this team, especially yeah. after uh, Aloy got injured, because now you can find a, a way to get Collins at bats at a DH position. But um, you know, from everything that we were hearing, there was there was nothing but praise for this guy. So. And, and that's okay. Now, now that I now that I can zoom out a little bit and yeah. think about it, an organization is always going to put their guys ahead of somebody they just brought in on, on you know on, on mm-hmm. this deal that they brought him in. It wasn't like it was a huge free agency signing. It wasn't sure, some sure. guy that's going to you know buy for the starting catcher position. He was brought in on the contract he was brought in at as a possible backup catcher. So if you've got, if all things are equal and you're looking at two people, you're going to go with the guy that you drafted that, that has been in your organization who you are, especially that's left-handed and has power that you can see being on the, a future mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guy that's not going to, that has no future other than this immediate season on this team. Yeah, no, I, those are, those are smart things. And that's what you hope for is that you're the hard work you put in the, the research, the, the drafting that you do, that you see these guys materialize and get a shot on the big league, big league club. But the thing with LaCroix was, boy, he was getting praised for how he was receiving and even Keuchel, you know, just, you know, called him out and in an article, like, boy, I love throwing at Jonathan LaCroix. And I felt like that was almost, Hey, okay. This guy is a proven veteran. Uh, he's going to be a great backup. Um, uh, you know, but 
it, it, you know, Yerman, Yerman Mercedes has been making noise for a couple of years now. He's been knocking on the door, not necessarily in any big league action. He's seen limited, but he has been making a name for himself in spring training games. So then you say to yourself, well, you know, these games don't matter. Spring training doesn't matter. Boy, does it matter for guys trying to make the team? Oh, it, yeah. it, it matters for guys that are on the cusp that can go either way. And Yerman Mercedes has fought his way. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see this guy get a, a good look now um, on the big league uh, roster. Yeah, good for him. Good for for Zach Collins. Yeah, and who knows? It could be bring these guys up, get them some at bats, and and let's see, you know, let's see if we can dangle, you know, a mm-hmm. Mercedes, right? Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and see what we might be able to get back because I I think that as this team goes uh, throughout the season. As we get closer to the trade deadline, I know I'm getting way ahead of myself. That's okay. I think maybe it's just more what I believe and maybe what I'm hoping for. We all hope for the, the team to be very aggressive in, in the offseason in terms of, you know, signing people because we just wanted to have it be a no doubt, right? Mm-hmm, we, have, mm-hmm. we feel like we have a really good team, but let's just make it a no doubt. Right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think if this team is two or three games up or two or three games back, they'll be extremely aggressive and go for it and be in go for it mode at the trade deadline and being willing to push their chips in that way more so than trying to go out and buy the talent they might be able to yeah. know, make make uh acquisitions that way to to buy what they need at the trade deadline by trading a piece that they can get a lot of return for you can get a lot of return for a catcher oh you know, that, absolutely that, that can, yep can, sure Sure. Uh, yeah. It, good to see, you know, Hey, we talked to James Fox, uh, a couple episodes ago, uh, very high on Collins and always has been. And, uh, you know, he's drafted for a reason when he was drafted and we haven't really, uh, seen the catching, you know, we just didn't think the team was that confident in his defense abilities, but we, we know he can swing. We, we, we haven't seen it in, in, but he hasn't had a big look and yeah. he's played, uh, played very well. His numbers have been, has been solid in, in spring and he's going to get, he's going to get a look. He's going to be up on the big league team and, uh, you know, we'll see what he can do. It looks like he's going to be DHing um, on opening night uh, in Anaheim. Um the guy that we thought might be DHing, uh, Andrew Vaughn, has been playing some left field because Aloy uh, obviously has got a torn pec and might be out four or five months. Who know? Who knows? Right now, we haven't really heard how the procedure's gone and how rehab's going to go. A lot of things to kind of get at you, uh, Pat. Get your take on here. Um, what do you think? You know about Vaughn taking some reps in left field. But I guess also I want to know, is this team doomed, in your opinion, without Aloy? I don't think they're doomed without Aloy. Uh, and, and you and I talked before we started recording, and, and here's my my thinking around it. And these aren't perfect analogies by any means. I go back to 2005 when Frank Thomas, a two-time MVP, should be a three-time MVP. Mm-hmm, yeah, He leads your, your team in, in every offensive statistical category you know, in your entire history, you know, all the important ones, uh, a, a top, you know, a, a top, let's say, you know, 50 offensive player in, in baseball history. I don't know. I'm just throwing that number out. Sure. Maybe, sure. maybe he's not a top 50, but, you know, let's just for the sake of argument say he is. And you overcome that. He plays 19 games. He gets hurt again. I think it was 19 games. Mm-hmm. And he still won the World Series. Yeah. You, you look at other examples of guys, 
in, in different sports. I looked at, you know, in 1997, 98, the Bulls lost, they didn't have Scottie Pippen for, sure. for 42% mm-hmm, of the season mm-hmm. and, and still were in a position to win their sixth championship. You can overcome things. The Yankees have been riddled with big injuries over the past, you know, two, three years. And if they haven't won it, but they've been there and they've been a dominant team over, yeah. over that time. Frame. Yeah. So it is not a detriment. You, you, Eloy is is going to be a great offensive player, but by no means is he a future Hall of, Fame, Hall of Famer yet. And you can overcome that because you can win again in different ways. You can win now because you're you can pitch your way to wins. You can still out slug people. You can still out home run people. You can now you have yeah. speed. You've yeah. got a manager that I feel I still think believes in the steal. So yeah, he's going to try and manufacture. Mm-hmm. Runs. You, you saw it in the spring. That's for so, sure. I think it's it's not, you know, it, it is the loss still a loss? Yeah, you'd, I'd love to have his bat in the lineup uh, every day, but that's not going to be there. I think it, I think we can overcome is what I'm saying. We can, we can overcome it, uh, and it's because of pitching. That, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to pitching, Pat. Um, we don't need to outslug teams. We, we don't need to get into a nine eight game, eleven ten game. I, you know, honestly, if we can score four or five runs, that should be enough for this starting pitching and bullpen. I mean, come on. You know, I, it, the, the names that you just roll, like the, the Marshalls, the Fosters, the Kopech, Crochet, uh, Bummer, Hendricks, you know, it's it just on and on. Fry, hopefully coming back healthy uh, in May, perhaps. Um you know, and I, I just think it's a, it's a, it was a huge blow. We talked about it last week. Uh, Sox fans have been talking about it constantly. It, it's, it's a really unfortunate, but there is so much more offense on this team. This team is stacked, and uh, I, I'm looking for holes, and there just really aren't a lot of holes on this lineup. Uh, and I think the pitching is going to be able to hold opponents in check for the offer, our offense, to do what it needs uh, to win. I agree, Nick. And uh, I, again, I, I just feel like there's 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 too much depth in in the lineup to to not overcome it. And you don't need you don't need everybody in the lineup to do the same thing. Right? Mm-hmm. You've got yeah. Thank God that we still have Lurie Garcia because Lurie legend, yeah, legend hey, Lurie. Hey, and he's going to be out there in left field tomorrow. The longest tenured sock, Pat. He, he, that's that is that's something. I will write that down. Longest <laughs> tenured sock. Um, the, the surprising thing is that Andrew Vaughn is not in the starting lineup tomorrow. It is, as, yeah, as it is yeah. today. The, you know, is there a correlation with there was all this talk about uh, with the extension coming? Oh and, yeah, and yeah. Time, yeah. And uh, you know, obviously that's. He's he's made the big league club, so that doesn't make a difference. Is he in the penalty box for not signing the, the mm. offer that they had? No. I, highly, I highly doubt it. I, I look at it this way: you've got a manager that's got a, a lot of experience. He's looking at the matchups. He's going to analyze every matchup. And and Andrew Vaughn is no Paul Canerco. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. He hasn't yet earned that. Well, you're going to start tomorrow just because 
He's a right-hander. There's a right-hander on the on the mound. Let's get the lefty out there. That's been hot in spring training as well. And let him go out there and be the DH for tomorrow. I'm right. fine with it. I agree with you. I'm fine. Hey, man, I, I, I was still shocked that they were going to ride Andrew Vaughn uh, and just say commit to him. And this guy is going to be our starting DH heading into 2021 with almost zero AAA experience. The dude has talent. No denying that. He has got the credentials. He's got the awards. He you know, is being spoken highly of by a lot of people that know baseball that get eyes on him. I think he's going to be a force. I really do. But hey, it's okay, man. We'll, we'll put Lurie in left field, Collins at DH. Vaughn probably will see some action on Friday. I'm not going to get too hot and bothered just yet uh, on lineups. Uh, you know, I, I, I got to just sl- slow my anger levels. Um, you know, I, I can't do that to myself. Uh, and to the people I love uh, that early, that early. Um, so we'll, we'll see him. I'm excited to see him. Uh, everything uh, gets started Thursday night in Anaheim uh, on the West Coast. Then they go to Seattle. Uh, the West Coast hasn't been kind to the Sox in previous years. For as long as you and I have been on this earth, the West Coast has been a black hole for the White Sox. Yeah. Well, the good news is we're not going into Oakland. Oh, thank God. Oh, so, my goodness. That so would be. I, I can I can handle the uh, the Seattle and, and the, the Anaheim uh, trip to start the year. And I actually, and maybe I'm in the minority. I like when they're on the road to start the season just because of the weather. Well, the warm weather. Sure. No, <laughs> so absolutely. Give us a, that extra week for maybe. And we are going to have some nice weather next week. Oh, yeah. Looking, uh, looking fabulous. <laughs> um, so I. Again, it, you're starting on the West Coast. You've been on the West Coast, or went on the West Coast, but you've been out west. You've been in Arizona. They know time. where it is. You're, yeah, you're, they know. Yeah, you're, you're, you've been acclimated that somewhat of that time zone. Arizona yeah. doesn't really believe in time zones, but there's a zone out there of time <laughs> that they're in. So yeah. they, you know, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not looking at this as a. Okay, you you you've been. It's I'm reading too much into it. So just tell me to well, just if you you're know, gonna step be out, off. If if you're going to be out west, that I think now is the best time to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crisscrossing all over the country is no good. Uh, you're you're there. Just go over to uh, Anaheim and then uh, Seattle. Now these teams, uh, Anaheim and Seattle, man, they. They have been uh, they've been in the doghouse for a while. Angels haven't made the playoffs since 2014. Seattle hasn't made the playoffs since 2001. Uh, it, they weren't imp- impressive at all last year in the shortened season. Uh, Angels finished fourth in the West. Uh, Seattle finished third in the West. Um, I, I'm looking at some of the pitching matchups. If I could throw some of these numbers uh, at you. Uh, Giolito's record against the Angels, or I should say ERA, uh, 3.32 uh, for his career against the Angels. Uh, Keuchel, 3.43. And Lynn, uh, who's seen the Angels probably quite a bit in the West. Uh, same thing with Keuchel being a, a former Astro. Lynn is sitting at a 3.64 ERA against the Angels. Not too shabby. Um I, I'm looking forward to the series. I really am. Uh, late, late, some late games, um, but uh, I think, like you had said, not a bad place to start after being in Arizona. Yeah, I would. Uh, I've seen that a lot of people are picking the Angels to win that division. You know, but yeah, far be it for me to 
to to say I've scouted the the Angels uh, all off season. I just haven't. I'm not going to lie to the fans. I just haven't. I, I haven't. love that. I love that uh, testament. I just haven't done it. I'm sorry. I, I haven't got around to it. Uh, lots of meetings and things like that. Lots of Zoom meetings. Mm. But uh, again, I, I think that the Angels are probably in a, in a better spot than than you know the Mariners are. It seems like they're uh, been kind of in a free fall for a while. Um, so yeah. again. I, I like the idea of starting out West early in the season rather than, you know, in the dog days and then having to go out West. Yeah. It seems like it hasn't been a recipe that, that works for us. And and when you've got the big three going and they've, they're all sub three and a half yards yeah. against that team. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Again, it, it's not going to be perfect, uh, but I'm looking for a series win right off the bat. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we're going to get to predictions, uh, player predictions, team predictions in just a second. Let's take care of some business. Uh, support for the Good Guys Talk Back podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and we have an exclusive offer for our fans. 20% off plus free shipping with the code GGTB at manscaped.com. Nick, Manscaped is awesome. I'm going to tell yep. you why. They threw they threw in two free gifts into the mm-hmm. package, a pair of high-performance Manscaped boxers. And if you haven't worn those, <laughs> holy moly, yeah, it's they're like nice. you're wearing nothing at all. It's they're fantastic. nice. Boxer briefs that keep your junk feeling fresh all day. And a travel shed bag, that's uh, that's great. I used that on my little trip that I just Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Broke it in. Yeah, so uh, to store all your uh, grooming uh, products and all your needs. So a lot of great stuff in that perfect package 2.0. There's ointments and there's ball deodorant. Mm-hmm. You don't need just deodorant for your underarms, Nick. It's yep. got to be for the stuff in your body. I so, know it. Uh, if you haven't gone out and used this, our promo code GGTV yep. yet, I don't know what you should do. After this podcast, you listen to it, stop everything else you're doing, mm-hmm. go to manscaped.com, yep. go to that promo code, type in GGTV, get your 20% off, yep. and get your perfect package uh, 3.0. Yeah, uh, weather's going to get nice, and uh, you know, as fans are into the stadiums, you know, you're going to want to be out there in the bleachers, uh, maybe showing a little bit of skin, and um, you're going to want to get yourself some of those uh, manscaped uh, tools and equipment and all that good stuff. Um, Pat, we are uh, this season has been, um, you know, almost already predicted for us, right? Uh, this is the year. Um, a lot of folks uh, that's on that are on the club staff, players, World Series expectations, World Series are bust. The national media has gotten into this. Uh, you know, even after the Alloy injury in the last few days, um, a lot of prognosticators uh, taking the Sox to not only win the Central but make it extremely far, um, even into the World Series and beyond. Um, in the last 20 years, Pat, the Sox have had two teams at 90 wins or more. Uh, their last 90-win team was in 2006, of course, right after the World Series. And uh, last year, the Sox finished above 500 for the first time since 2012. Um, this uh, organization has not seen a lot of winning as of late, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but thanks, as thanks yeah. for reminding me. <laughs> I, I was having a good day. <laughs> you did not uh, need really the reminder. Our our listeners did not need the reminder, uh, but it's just, it's out there. And 
uh, from what we have seen since 2016 and what we witnessed last year and, and the moves that have been made, uh, this team is ready. Um, we, if you wanted to pause the podcast, but please, you know, restart it and jot down some of your, um, some of your answers here and play along with Pat and I, that would be, that would be great. We are, uh, we are going to go over, um, where the sacks will finish, uh, what really, what will happen at the end of what, what's the outcome for the season, uh, sacks record Vaughn home runs, uh, Rodan innings. Uh, Madrigal hits, RBI leader, wins for Cease, wins for Giolito, and home run leader. So a couple things we're going to go through here. We do this uh, every year, as most of you folks do at home with buddies, family. Um, it, it's always a good time. Um, Pat, we're going to go home run leader first. Um, did you want to Did you want to go first, or do you want me to come out swinging here? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. Uh, okay. Because I've got my red pen here. To- and I'm going to be making your, I'm going to be making notes of what you said too. So I can hold you accountable as the season goes along. Cause I'm- last year I had to hold you compatible for Nomar, um, Mazzara, um, the whole season. And I, how, I so how long am I in the penalty box for that? One? You're right. done. You're you. Once oh, okay. the first pitch is thrown tomorrow oh, night, I'm, you're I'm all, out. yeah, absolute. Uh, it's all over. I am going to go uh, MVP toe. For, All right. for uh, home runs, and I'm going to say 32 will be there. Okay, okay. I'm with you on our, our Abreu, but I'm not that bullish. I said 30 home runs for Abreu. I, I think we're both we're we're both high in Abreu. No surprise there, as most people are. Mm-hmm. Um, wins for Giolito. Wins for Giolito. I can go first on this one. Yeah, go um, for it. Uh, I you know I I wrote a range down here, and it was going to just be the kind of how I was feeling throughout the day, and. Uh, I, I'm going to go north of what I earlier was thinking. I'm going to go 18 wins for Giolito. Okay, I, I'm I'm close with you. I actually had down originally 15, and, and I exited out. And and it's because Nick, you know, wins are wins are. It's weird. It's different. It's, yeah, it's, it's different than when we were growing up. Yeah. But when I wrote it down, and then looking at it, it's like that just seems low. It just seems low. Yeah. And if he's, I think if it's really a Cy Young type of year for him, like everybody's been talking about, he's got to have more than 15, even though wins aren't the right. Absolutely. I'm going to say 17 is going to be. Oh, okay. Boy, you and I, um, I I feel like, you know, the odds uh, for Giolito, the over under was like 12 and a half, uh, which seems extremely low. Uh, So we're both high on Giolito wins for cease. This one's tricky. You want to go on, on, I went 13. Ah, okay. And that seems, and when I, again, when I say it out loud, it seems uh, low, but it's just, it's just different. It's a different game now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you and I should do a podcast together. We are like right online here. Uh, I got 14 for C's. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit better than you. Um, uh, But I think we both, we're both expecting C's to, uh, capitalize on what has been happening in the spring. Um, RBI leader, RBI leader. I have a feeling I know where you're going, but let me know. Let uh, me know. I'm going Jose again, and I'm going yeah. 105. Wow, I got to bray you too, but I'm 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 bo- more a little bit more on that. I'm 110 for a bray you. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think he'll fall off a little bit, but not much offensively. Not much. Um, 
Well, the guy just knows how to get guys in. I mean, that's he's a professional hitter, Nick. It's not a he home, is. home run. So. It's not. I, I was watching the game uh, this past weekend, one of the last spring training games, and he's got a man on first, and uh, he hits behind the runner and shoots one to right field like with an inside out swing. And that is, he took what the pitch, what, what the pitcher gave him. He's just trying to advance the runner, make sure he can get on base and get the line moving. Uh, and then when the moments are there to drive it, he will capitalize on that. He'll jump all over it. And I just feel like the type of guy he is, you know, everything that we continue to, to hear about more and more every year, there's, there's more layers about what kind of work ethic this guy has. And uh, you think he's going to want to slip after an MVP season? He is yeah. going to want to double down on that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, we're, we're both on Abreu there. Okay. Uh, hits for Madrigal. And I put this in because uh, Nick Madrigal came out uh, a month or so ago and, and publicly said, I want to hit 3,000 uh, in my career, which – is impressive. I mean, you, you know, just crunching the numbers. It's you, you. really have to be consistent. There's no. There's no off years, especially yeah. you know if you're not going to play thirty years. Uh, so, what do you have for Madrigal for hits for I a put, season? I put down 160 hits. Wow. I yeah. thought I that that's hey that's you know that's appropriate. I think if he's going to hit three thousand, he's got to be north of that. He's got to be hovering around yeah. two hundred. I I put him at two fifteen. Whoa! Oh yeah. Okay, so I, we're gonna, we're going to watch that one. And well, sure. and and with the dead and ball that is happening this year, I just feel like you know it's it's right up his wheelhouse. I All mean, right. he's going to be flicking those you know over the shortstop or. Uh, Line drives up the middle. Uh, Two fifteen is aggressive. <laughs> I'm gonna just. I, I understand it's aggressive, but I'm gonna do a quick shout out to my uh, a very dear friend of mine and a, and a loyal listener, Mike Soa. He is gonna be messaging me. I know when when he hears that part of the podcast because he is a magical hater. Oh, he'll, okay. He'll probably right. say like thirty hits for him. <laughs> Um, I, it'll it'll be somewhere between 160 and 215 probably, but I, I think I just wanted to make it known that I'm I'm high on Madrigal here. Um, innings for Rodan. Uh, we 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 talked about it earlier in this episode. He hasn't seen north of 160. He hasn't even come close to I think 70, 75 in the last couple of years. It's been rough for him fighting some injuries and performance uh, issues. Uh, what do you think innings for Rodan? I can I can start if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. I have 100 innings. I think he's going to give you about 100 innings this year. And then he's going to be repurposed or he might just break down. I think he's going to have a hot start and then he's going to fizzle. Well, I, these so these two we're going to watch because we're the furthest away on these last two questions. I put 150. Oh, man, Pat. Wow. 150. <laughs> like I, I think I said on a previous episode, I will march myself down to grandstand and I will get that Rodan jersey made up, that custom Rodan jersey, and I will, I will get that for you. That's what I will do. If if he gets to one fifty, wow, I'd be, we'll, sh- I'd we'll, be. We'll wear it together to a game with no undershirt <laughs> underneath. Together, like some sort of two headed Sesame Street monster. No, I'm. We each wear our own. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't mean. That. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, Vaughn uh, home runs. Vaughn home runs. This might hurt your number because he's not starting tomorrow, Pat. Yeah, uh, He's not going to be in the game. It's as far as we know on opening uh, day. Well, should I do a minus one then? The no. <laughs> uh, I put 17. 
<laughs> okay. All right. I got I got Vaughn at 22, okay. which is well short of the rookie record uh, of Abreu's 36 in 2014, mm-hmm. beating obviously Kittle from night from 1983. But still, I, I got him at 22. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think why not? You know I what? I think it'll hit. I think it'll be just fine. I think it'll be. I think the home run uh, in the major leagues will just take time for him. And, and, yeah, it and will. It, and it'll probably if tomorrow is any kind of indicator of how the year will go, he might find himself in and out of the lineup depending on yeah. the matchup. Is sure. We have to get matchups. So sure. We'll see. Uh, well, I just hope if he does get a hot hand, and that's the thing, if you're matching him up and he's got inconsistent at bats. How is the gentleman to get into a groove is what I'm wondering. And yeah. and maybe that's just really old school, old man approach of me. But if he, you know, rattles off a three for four night and then all of a sudden a right handed pitcher's thrown the next night, throw him back out there. Ride the hot hand a little bit. You know what I mean? We'll have to wait and see how how uh, Tony's going to manage this club until we kind of it, it'll take time. I think we know what Ricky would have done. Ricky would have done matchup and he would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that would have drove people crazy. Yes. yes. Well, let's yes. wait and see what, what yeah. Tony does. But okay. I, I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit with him uh, of a mix and match just to make sure he's set up for the best opportunity to succeed. Agreed. Agreed. You you, you want to set this guy up for success. You don't want to um, g- even give him the opportunity to, you know, get into a, a funk, into a polka funk. Um, we don't want to see that. So mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, all right. Let's get to uh, let's get to the meat here. Uh, Sox record. What do you have for the Sox record? 162 this year. How, how are they finishing? I think uh, I think Vegas has them or a lot of a lot of people I've seen lately at like 90 and a half. Mm-hmm. Is they're over under in terms of win total. I have them at, uh, I hope this adds up to 162. I didn't do the math. <laughs> I have them at uh, 93 and 69. So, wow. That is, have uh, you been, uh, have you been, uh, you're, you're spying on my, I'm at 93 and 69 as well. Wow. Oh, I, boy. yeah, that is, man, I'm telling you. Uh, you and I have just, I think, been around each other long enough. Uh, yeah. I think 93 is appropriate. They definitely can go over and they can go under. But for some reason, man, uh, maybe it's just the magic of the 1993 team that I'm trying to channel, uh, that team that I love. Uh, 93 and 69, why not? Um, okay. Where, uh, obviously, are they going to fit? Where are they going to finish in the division? I think this is a foregone conclusion based on our record and just the fact that this is a White Sox podcast. But I'll let you go ahead and put the nail into that one i, I think the 93 wins uh fits them right in at fourth <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna be the best division Detroit's gonna surprise everybody yes yes uh i have them in first by two okay. games over the two Ooh, games. by two games okay yeah. i got them uh in first surprise surprise it, it, they're gonna finish four games um ahead of the twins in the central And I think that's going to be a tight race. I think we both feel that way. Um, I really do. I just, for some reason, the twins, I can't even explain it. They're just going to be around. They're going to be around. They've got players. I think they also are hanging above us a little bit. And, uh, hey, they won the division. We've got to take them down. And uh, But I do think it's going to be a a fight. I think the last few weeks we're going to pull ahead. Yep. Okay. Um, where, uh, where, how will this season end for the Sox? So, how far are they going to go in the playoffs? Uh, what's the result, Pat? Uh, I will say that they will. I will boldly say that they will win the American League. 
Okay. I, I am not going to go as far to say that they're going to win it all just because I think it's, I don't know. I, I, maybe I just don't want to jinx anything. Yeah. No, let I agree just, with you. Let, I let agree with you to that point And we'll, then we'll do, do our world series prediction, okay. prediction show. Okay. I'll, I'll, that's I'll fair. That Is that that's fair? smart. Actually. That's fair. Yeah. That's probably good. Positive, you know, mojo here. I also said that they, I, they will get to the world series and, um, it's uh, it's just weird even writing it down and actually spe- trying to speak it into a truth uh, after how things have gone the last few years. I remember starting this podcast many years ago, just uh, having to pour over guys like Yonder Alonzo and and you know John Jay and and I don't even want to go down that road. I'm just so happy to be where we're at right now and uh, the fact that I can say, yeah, I, I really do believe this team can win the pennant and get to the World Series. It's an amazing thing, and uh, so excited for the Sox season, Pat. Yeah. And again, you bring up Yonder Alonso. So that means you have to do some laps, I believe. <laughs> sorry. That's, uh, I forgot. You, you keep getting Yonder Alonso demerits. I, I, I'm sorry. I have to keep. Well, and a good on you for keeping me in check. Uh, that's, that's what, what I have to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, uh, Pat, that this is going to be a, a historic season. It's going to be a fun season to talk about. And uh, once again, want to thank everybody for uh, joining us uh, on this journey. Um, 162, we hope uh, everything goes accordingly and everybody is going to be able to stay safe and the numbers um you know, trend back in a, in a direction that allows maybe stadiums to go past the 20% and uh, all that, all those good things. Uh, I, I hope uh, we can see each other uh, at the ballpark quite often, meet some, uh, meet some listeners and um, it, you know, just so many good things that could hopefully be happening this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, it feels good to uh to be where we're at nick it feels good for the season to start tomorrow it's been a long mm. season of talk mm-hmm. and it's been a mm-hmm. long uh you know debates about yeah. this and that and the manager and the you know, yeah. you know what's rick Hahn doing and and why aren't we being aggressive enough here or there the season starts tomorrow mm. it, it's what we uh, you know we live for other things in our lives but is outside mm. of the important things in life yeah. uh this yes is what we live true for. true so, yeah um, absolutely so I Absolutely. will get. To, I'll have to get a nap in at some point tomorrow. But yeah. uh, I'm excited to to watch uh, watch the game tomorrow at yeah. nine o'clock, and I'll be uh, feverishly texting you most yes. of the night. I'm sure. Yes, uh, yes, and then we'll be uh, we'll be talking home opener the next time uh, that you and I record, uh, folks. Uh, you can find this podcast everywhere you find podcasts. If you enjoyed yourself, which we hope you have enjoyed. Uh, this podcast please give it a good rating and pass it along to other Sox fans uh, you can find us on the shycitysports.com website uh, find us on twitter at good guys tv and we also have a facebook page check that out uh, as well for pat hester i am nick morowski until next time go Sox.